Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. podcast i'm kevin he's gordon we are getting ready for the men's final we're doing a live podcast on youtube remember subscribe on the flow track podcast youtube page as you can see the projections are already on the board gordon has been very busy gordon how are you doing sir doing good yesterday was a we did a a podcast last night so hopefully you got that content into now it's old news because we're getting ready for the finals today <laughs> and i'm um, excited for the action i mean obviously on the men's side the oregon men is going to be the story to watch and whoever the top sprinters come out but ultimately i'm just most excited for there to be track and field with something on the line. It's not just a time trial. It's not some race run in the middle of nowhere in Southern California. There's actual reasons to win and lose. So I'm most excited about that. And this is gonna be fun because we're gonna do this for the next two hours for the men's races. Then we're gonna come back for the women's races and then we're gonna do it again on Monday for the cross country championships. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I think you can chat with us, subscribe to this YouTube mm -hmm. channel, we're trying to make this thing awesome and big. It's going to be fun. It's going to be wild. While you're watching NCAAs, watch it with us, and we'll give our live takes, reactions, and uh, commentary. It's going to be fun. Yeah, and just to reiterate, we're, this is what you're going to see the entire stream. You're not going to see the meat on this page. You're going to see the projections. You're going to see me and Gordon talking about what you're watching. So flip it on uh, on one screen, and you can watch us on the other screen. If you missed the friday session of ncaa's we can do a quick recap on the men's side of things because we are getting ready for the men's finals wesley kipto wore gloves and dominated the 5k a lot of other people got prs in the 5k the oregon men looked really good top to bottom cooper tier controlled the dmr and split about a 353 and they cruised on to the final day of action that was doubt to me that was day day two of NCAAs. I keep wanting to call it day one, but we had the extended day this year because of the restrictions in the building because of COVID-19. What other highlights did you have on the men's side yesterday, Gordon? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, though. There weren't any other crazy highlights because, again, a lot of sprint events and 
uh, mid-distance events, it's more, it's all just about getting onto the final. And that's when people are really going to show up. But if you look at our screen, we have this cool graphic that I created. I'm very proud of it. On, I guess, mm -hmm. your left side of the screen, we're going to have latest results of the most recent finals that just went final. And then underneath, we're going to be live tracking the team score via projections. Now, this isn't the team score right now. This is the team score that we project when you account for all of the other events still left on the docket. You can see the remaining events left on the docket right now. You have triple jump, then mile, 60, 400, and as you go. So we'll be able to really understand where the team battle is without just looking at the current score. We're going to look at what the score likely will become when you account for all of Oregon's 3K runners and their 800-meter runners. So you just want to account for all that. And if you look at it right now, Oregon is projected to have a massive win over LSU 72 to 51 and then there's a close tie for third between florida georgia north carolina at&t at&t and t and then you know a couple teams at&t uh and then there's a couple other teams right there in sixth and eighth so we'll update it as every race becomes final so you can kind of keep a pulse of the team battle but yeah looking at to yesterday you can look on your screen that men's 5k results look at that eighth place was 1333 <laughs> That's insane. I mean, what? Why? I mean, we know we, we're not allowed to talk about it. I mean, Robert Johnson said we're not allowed to talk about it. But shoes, right? Is it the shoes? Is it? I don't think it's the shoes. For the record, I just think it's people are trying to just running through the, to their ability with rest, and they're not mm -hmm. lollygaggling running thirteen fifties anymore. They're like, let's go for it. Uh, but it is incredible. We if someone said this was the performance we would get you would be like, what? You would think it's like an all-time deep field of like the greatest future Olympians of all time. But in reality, mm -hmm. this is just the new norm is that you got to be a 1330 guy, or not even a, maybe a 13 sub 1330 guy to be all American caliber in this era. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as I mentioned yesterday, Kip two ran that and was never challenged after the mile, the people who tried to go with him, went backwards and this was a men's 5,000 without the BYU men who all ran 1320 high or 13 right at 1330 in a meter this year did not have the NAU men as well so we don't want to get greedy but but if you were to go back in time and somehow move the cross-country championships later and you had NAU and BYU in here I think you're right we would be talking more and more about an all-time race and Kip Du probably would have been pushed a bit more, although he looked so calm, so relaxed, wearing his gloves and cruising to the victory. You mentioned we got the chat going here. Um, we got a question there. Who's your pick to win the men's team title? If people are looking at the screen, though, I think they're putting <laughs> money on Oregon. I don't think they're going to go the other way unless someone wants to make a really compelling argument for LSU or Florida. Yeah, and as we say that, Oregon's triple jumper is now in the lead. So their team projection of 72 is now 74 because we have him getting second. Now he's going to get first potentially. So, yeah, it is – unless something crazy happens, Oregon is going to run with the team title. I do think on the women's side, the team battle is going to be much closer between Arkansas and A&M, and they both have the two best 4x4s, Arkansas and A&M. So we could see it come down to the 4x4 on the women's side. On the men's side, I think Oregon's just going to wrap it up after that 3K if everything goes as planned. But as you know, 
anything can happen. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Can they get it before the 3K? I, I haven't looked at the actual, uh, like, who has what left. But will they even need to run the 3K? with? Because with Iameje, if he gets 10 points there, if Hawker and Brown score big in the eight, Charlie Hunter in the – or, sorry, Hawker and Brown in the mile, and then Charlie Hunter in the – in the 800. I mean, I'm sure they'll need something. I don't think that they, they can just get 15th and 16th and be fine. But that'll be that'll be the true test of Oregon's Oregon's dominance in this meet is how much do they actually need from Cooper Tier and Cole Hawker, their two big distance stars in that penultimate event. Oregon too. Okay, you got Michael Williams freshman in the 60, and you got Iameje freshman in the triple jump. And we know that their distance program is not going to go away. So we could be looking at the beginning of a, of a big streak here, Gordon, for the Oregon men indoors. Yeah, and Robert Johnson said in the his uh, press conference interview about why they didn't uh, go, why these distance guys aren't doing cross country. They thought, we need to go all in on the sport that we think we have the best chance of winning. And in this case, based off of the bodies they had in the sprint events in their horizontal jump events and ultimately their strong distance crew they realize that combination can win a national title and has a higher chance of winning one than they do going up against an NAU or BYU in cross country and right now his mm -hmm. calculation seems to be paying off because they are heavy favorites going into the finals yeah and i think they'll take getting a national title over finishing sixth at NCAA cross. So, mm -hmm. Hey, and if you look, it worked for them. It, it, yeah. And if you look at it from a fan's perspective, what, did, what are we going to lose out on having these meets back to back? It's tough to, you know, hindsight's always 2020, 20, but obviously you'd like to see Cooper tier fresh in Stillwater on Monday, mixing it up with those guys, but everything else, cause we're going to get Kip to coming back. I think we're st we're still going to have a really great cross country championship on on Monday, and obviously that five thousand last night would have been deeper, and the three k would be would be deeper. But I mean, Oregon obviously maximized what they they set out to do, and I think BYU and NAU are going to do the same thing. I want to ask you, what do you think about what do you think about this schedule? Now, it's not an ideal schedule. It's but it's especially not an ideal schedule for athletes who want to double. But from a from a fan's perspective, I mean, this whole meet is, it's 90 minutes today for the men. It's like a Diamond League. We're so used, yeah, we're, well, Diamond League's even longer, though, when you, when you, well, I guess it depends if you count the stuff that's outside the TV window. But this is like, boom, 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 one after the other, after the other. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Ambivalent? I think the thing I'm going to like most about it is the mile goes off in about five minutes from now. Hopefully, by the time the mile goes off, I think we will be close to having all of the field event points already accounted for. And what I love about mm -hmm. that is that means you just know you only need to look at one area of the venue, and you know that's where all the points are coming from. That's where all the championships are coming from. You don't need to be looking to your left to look at a triple jump runway or a pole vault, vault <laughs> or a high jump or a throw going on in the backyard. You just have to... You, you don't need to follow two different things or three different things at once. You just get to follow the one thing, and that's it's a lot easier to follow. Yeah. I mean, I I think they should need to figure out a better way to how to 
give the field events love and without taking away from like the track events. I mean, you look at what was happening. I mean, no, Wesley Kiptu was running 1323. He was going out in world record pace and mm-hmm. they cut away like multiple times to do field yeah. event coverage. And the field event coverage needs to be covered. They deserve all the love, but like they need to find a way to time it. So like give the field event coverage its love, then give the track event coverage its love. And with this new setup, we're going to kind of get that in these finals because there are going to be no like yep. dramatic triple jump, high jump last round finals going on during mm-hmm. the middle of a of a 400 or an 800 or a 3K. Yeah, I remember that at the old Hayward Field, the last meet at Hayward Field, 2018 women's race, right? There was a lot of teams in it and the discus and the 5,000 were going on. Stanford was still in the mix. They dropped out, which ultimately set up for uh, USC perfectly and Kendall Ellis' comeback. All that was magnified by all these things that were going on in in field events and also uh, obviously on the track in that 5,000. Um, you say that, but I don't think they're going to go back to the old ways. When we talked to the coaches at the press conference, everybody was very much in a hurry to get back to the, the pre-COVID schedules. What about this, though? As much as we're like, do you focus on indoor or cross country? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be kind of – how would you think about this? Would you be okay with them getting rid of the the 3K and mm-hmm. maybe get rid of the 3K and the 5K? I don't know. But basically turning the cross country – championships into an event that scores points towards the indoor title no vetoing that no? immediately no why not I like i i i what i'm worried what i think would be more constructive is just a few tweaks around the margins of of indoors to do things like you said where if you can finish field events in a certain time so that way it's a little bit more user-friendly no cross countries in the fall it belongs in the fall i know internationally and at the pro level they run it in the winter but hey i grew up in the United States where the leaves were changing colors and I was running really slow 5Ks. And that means something, Gordon, and I want to keep that going. Yeah, no, keep, keep them separate. I'm, but here, here's the thing though. A lot of coaches were complaining that they're on the same weekend, but again, I'm just really appreciative that we have both of them. It's not perfect, but can you imagine if there was a week and then cross country, what would happen? Do you think we'd get more participation at the top level? I think conventional wisdom says, oh, yeah, because it's not back-to-back. But then you're just stretching out this peak competition for a whole week, and then you have people who want to get on with outdoors and reset and get ready, and a lot of people have Olympic trials ambitions as well, right? Wouldn't that be a little too much? Yeah, and I, I think the coaches have their argument like, hey, they had to pick one or the other. But from a fan perspective, being able to watch, you know, mm-hmm. prelims on a Friday, finals on a Saturday, then a cross country championship on a Monday, it is definitely entertaining for track fans to have it all together. I mean, this goes towards my ultimate uh, desire is that I think we should start hosting worlds in four days with at the, the same way masters and women and like all the golf tournaments, there are four days events, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
And I think we could do that. And you make Sunday the marathon day. So you have your track meet leading up to the marathon day. I think that would be the ultimate way to, to present a track meet for at a championship level. Four days outdoor, end it with the marathon. And this is you're kind of getting somewhat like that here with three days of indoor, end it with a cross-country championship. Cross-country. It's kind of yeah, close yeah. to my ultimate dream of how I think a track meet should be presented. But mm-hmm. what it is what it All is. Right. All right. Dude, it's almost it's almost two central. The men are on the track. Who do you got? Who yeah. do you think is going to win? Uh, I'm going to go with Cole Hawker to win. He looked really good in the prelim yesterday, cruising through. And also Sam Tanner is out. Obviously, the UW collegiate record holder. Who do you got? There's Waleed Suleiman, though. And I have him on my cross-country fantasy team that I drafted on Wednesday. So I want him to do well, too, because I'm thinking selfishly. Well, I want to pick Hawker, but for the argument's sake, I think if we're going to get an upset, if it's if Hawker doesn't win, I think the person mm-hmm. who will win is the freshman from Texas, Yusuf Bizamana. Bizamana? I don't know how to say his last name. He's from Europe. He's a freshman from Texas. He looked good at the Big 12 championship against uh, Take T- I can't do these names, man. Take Hadeli from Texas Tech, Taki the runner. Taki Hadeli, he looked against him. So he's giving me my low-key sleeper, Bizmana. Bizmana. Mm-hmm. I can't say words, man. This is going to be bad. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's Bizmana. I think it's Bizmana. Uh, yeah, we got a poll going on. Who do you think will win the mile race? Again, subscribe if you're on the page right now. Uh, subscribe to the Fuller Track Podcast YouTube page. Uh, Daniel commented in. He says this is actually a much much more fan-pleasing way to run it. I think he's talking about the Titan schedule, and and I would agree with him on that as well. Hey, Bismana and Hawker currently 1-2 through the first 400. Looking pretty good. So about 60 seconds through the 400. So four-minute pace. Yeah, so this looking more like the second heat of the men's mile yesterday than the first, although when you have those two two favorites – Two of the favorites up near the front. You're probably going to get something. Well, you don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll slow it down. Is that Iliad Kipsang there as well? We broke down his amazing SEC DMR a couple weeks ago on the pod. So he's going to be one to one to watch for as well. Do you think – I mean, Hawker, it's just amazing how quickly he rose to, to where he's at. And I guess because of the COVID season, we didn't get to see him last year but it's just it's just remarkable that this guy's the favorite to win the ncaa mile title um based on where where he was this time last year i mean obviously a stud coming out of high school but who had him tabbed for potential ncaa champion this year not many people so that looks like they're staying even too flat through 800 hawker in the lead kip sang second bisma bismana in second, I mean, in third, my my mm-hmm. low key sleeper pick from Texas. Yeah, let's see. I'm looking at the comments I mean, here. Uh, hold on. Did Fog make the final? Yes, Fog did make the final from Drake, and then Naruto, the boss, is saying, "Watch out for Sean Dolan." So there we go. Yeah, Sean Dolan, son of Steve Dolan, the coach at UPenn. Mm-hmm. Fog was able to get his son now. to go to school in Philadelphia, but not his school. He stayed in Villanova <laughs> instead of UPenn. Oh man, Hawker just trying to control this from the front, which is a 
to be a power move, kind of similar to how Cooper Tier did it in the DMR yesterday. Kip Sang in second. It feels like he's wired just trying to. It looks like he's picking it up, but it's not really that much faster, right? There's there were three flat through twelve hundred. Yeah. No, this is close to identical. It feels like from how Cooper Tier did it. Obviously, Cooper Tier had a baton in his hand, and there was teams that were having to make up the gap. But he's just ratcheting up the pace, little by little. I'm interested to see this this split here, right? Because they were right at about three minutes with two to go. Fog and is still in there in third. Kip Singh trying to hold on. Oh, dude, Hawkers, he's at another level right now. He just like, like went to the front. 28. Yeah. Damn. Oh. 340 yeah, on the he's, clock. He, Jeez. He definitely knows what he's doing. Uh, went from the front. He definitely has the best kick. Just drops the field. It's going to run well. It's going to run a pretty good time. 353. Oh, wow. Dude, he closed fast. What was his close? Because they were like, Three flat through twelve hundred. Yeah, yeah, he closed in a, right about fifty-three seconds. I had him at about twenty-eight before that. So it's a twenty-eight and a twenty-five. Would that be right for the last two hundred? Twenty. I, I get the live results. Dude, that was a meet right record. Now and I know how much you love meet records, so that's got to make you really excited. <laughs> so let's update. If the... only you guys, if only you guys had somebody in your life who was passionate as Gordon is about telling me about how much he loves meat records. Um, no, this was like, this was literally the same, the same playbook with, with Cooper chair. If you yeah, go back and, and put those races uh, on top of each other and they worked uh, in both cases. Okay. So yeah, 27.61 and then 25.87 last two laps. Yeah, I got the results yeah, on the so screen for you so you can see them. 53. I'm just looking at the chat right now. Travis doing a good job updating in the chat. Okay, so that does not change your projections though, right? Because you had you had Hawker winning. And did Reed Brown did Reed Brown score or no? I didn't didn't Yeah, look at the screen. Did not I got the results on the screen, buddy. Oh, you got him. Oh, you're saying that screen. Sorry, there's too many screens in front of me. Okay, so Brown, man, he got fifth. Just ahead of Dolan, the freshman, 357.91 there. Kip Sang, good run. So you got a sophomore and a freshman going one, two. Suleiman in third. Big run for Fog. Shout out to Adam Ostrike and Drake. And then you have Sean Dolan in fifth. Or sorry, in, in, in sixth behind Reed Brown. And then Bismana in eighth. So there's the projections. Gordon, up to the minute projections there. Now those aren't the actual points. Guys, Oregon doesn't have 75 right now. That's what Gordon is forecasting they will have by the end of the meet. But literally in the past, what, three minutes, they they got um, 13 points in the mile and another 10 points in the mm -hmm. triple jump. Their freshman yeah. won the triple jump. I think it's Oregon record. So they're looking good. They're not going to just um, – it's going to be hard for LSU. Yeah. I mean, LSU needed something big from their freshman in the triple jump. He ended up getting fifth, that Dixon Bodie kid. You got fifth. Uh, they need something more. It's going to be hard for LSU. doesn't really have much left to really move mm -hmm. up. I mean, I have them winning the 200 but that's mm -hmm. and doing well in the 60 hurdles, but it's going to be hard for them to catch Oregon right now. You mentioned uh, Ia Meje with the U of O record. Chris Hansen of the Registered Guard said that 
he set the UFO record earlier this season at 53.10 and a quarter imperial marks for you. I know track fans on here want metric. Uh, he says he surpassed that mark three times so far uh, today. So just goes to show how good of a meet he had there. What do we got next? Let's look at this. Look at this schedule here. Got the 60. So the, the event. Yeah, the events remaining. You got the pole vault, 60, 400, 60 hurdles, 800, 200, 3K, 4x4. Cole Hawker, though, and Cooper Tier, quite the duo there. And we're going to see him at the end of the meet. Here's the tough part, though. Cole Hawker's got to get that, that mile out of his legs pretty quickly because we, the fans, love this schedule. But this is where it gets tough for the athletes because ordinarily he'd have a lot more time to to get ready but as it stands right now how much time does he have uh 3 p.m central is when the 3k goes off so like 52 minutes minutes. (laughs) so he's gonna go straight he's getting interviewed by john anderson he's going straight to 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 cool down i don't even know how long of a cool down you do because then does it bleed right into your warm-up uh is it i don't know like when you have is it brunch? You know, it's not quite breakfast, not quite lunch. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do to get ready, but he's uh, he's going to probably he's probably going to feel that towards the latter half of of the three k. So if he can finish second to tier, that would be a, a massive uh, accomplishment because the doubles are a lot harder uh, this year. Yeah, I mean, Luke I could Browns... see them not even running him in the three k if they if it turns out they have big enough lead. I mean, right now they're projected to win by 24 yeah. points. They don't; they're not going to need the six to eight points that Hawker will provide in the 3K. So, I could see them scratching him. I could see that happen. Yeah. So basically, what I was talking about before might come to fruition, where you have you don't even Oregon doesn't even need the 3K at all to to win this meet. And if that happens, do you think they regret not running cross country? Because that means. <laughs> Cooper Tier, all he had to do was run sixteen hundred meters. Put mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cole on a Hawker on a, on a plane on a to Stillwater right now. Just run straight like, to Stillwater. Go out of the warm up track. Take a left. Get on the highway. Go to Stillwater. See if they'll let you in the meet. That's why I didn't understand why they didn't. They should at least accept it and then be like, scratch it. Because if they come out of this not needing to run the three k, I mean they're going to run a three k because they're going to want to win an individual title. But if they were able to mm-hmm. do that. You would want to see. I would want to see Cooper Tier in that cross country race to see what he can do against Kip Two and the BYU and any of you guys. Nah. Do you think all of the? Do you think all the distance winners should have gotten a buy into Monday's cross country championship? Ooh, yes, that would have been perfect. So they didn't even need Similar- to bother with the cross country season. Just now, Oregon's team wouldn't have gotten through, but <laughs> Hawker in the mile. Kip Two's already entered. And then Tier could uh, get his ticket in the in the three k at the end of the meet, and then you're all and then you're all good to go. I mean, I think Oregon though will have enough individual winners when all is said and done. They probably will be able to field a team of seven because they might win the sixty. They have the triple jump <laughs> champ, they have the mile champ, the three k champ, the DMR champs. That's I said seven distance, people. Just Boom. <laughs> I said just distance, just distance. Oh, but that would yeah. be interesting. But what's how, the defin- low, how low? How low could they score, right? You have like three All-Americans, and then you have last, second to last, third to last, and fourth to last. 
how 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 much can you support? No, I the rule is on the DMR. If you win the DMR, you can send any any one of the four people who run it under my under my rules, under my twenty twenty rules for a meet that will never be duplicated. We're getting set for the sixty now. Camera is set on Michael Williams. They have not moved it away from him. They they have found their favorite in this race. And I think he's Raymond Ekvewo. I remember he looked really good in the prelim. I remember Ekvewo, though, was the guy I picked last year. Now, M Michael Williams wasn't there. And the meet was it, the meet was canceled. Just interesting to reflect back on the people who could have won it in 2020 and never got the chance. But, yeah, I think, I think Williams, as you mentioned yesterday, so astutely, is, is, seems like a natural fit for the 60, just the way he gets off to a great start and powers away and by 40 45 meters he's pretty away oh he had a bad start he's not gonna win oh wait yeah oh you got it oh he is he's fine he had, he's fine. He had a bad he's start fine. that's quick well it's because like i was 50? talking about how great his start was what do you run let's get that clock up there he is obviously fired up dude this Freshman kid might make Oregon. that's team. that's the future of uh that's the future of the sprints right there to do that, six forty nine championship. Six forty nine. That was a great. Ekfeiwo was second. Yeah, Ekfeiwo was second. I'll I'll put the uh, results on the screen. I mean, it's, it didn't look that bad of a start. I mean, it wasn't. I don't think it was as good as his prelim start, but it was still. It was still obviously good enough there. So Ekfeiwo then Rakoi Brathwaite, Tavarius Wright. The top four. Gordon's oh boom, they're up just like that. And the projections have been updated as well, too. <laughs> Dude, Oregon we're, we're, just we're keeps going up. Gordon Oregon just the, the, the number gets higher and higher every time you refresh. Well, that's because I had Michael Williams getting second. And now he's you he win, so <laughs> they're just throwing it pulling away. I mean, when you see Michael Williams in this cross in this cross country 10K. Like we said, you get a buy if you win. You know what? Yeah, we yeah. should. We'll just create our own team. It doesn't even need to be all Oregon. Mm -hmm. We just every all eighteen team. Uh, I guess how many individual team indoor champions? There's sixteen individual winners. So two teams of eight, yeah. and then see mm -hmm. if they win the cross country title. That's what we need. Yeah. So yeah, Oregon now projected with seventy seven. LSU still with fifty one. Not even close. I mean, Oregon had one of their sprinters get fifth. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's over. It's over. We should just yeah, they, so they actually have the so listen. Move on. <laughs> well, okay. So they have no. We're not shutting down the stream. Too much work went into this. So <laughs> they have they have in real points they have fifty one. So you're projecting them to score twenty six more points. But it's interesting because they have you have LSU projected at, at fifty one. So basically, if Oregon didn't run anything else, it would be a tie. Yeah. But of course they are going to run. So, uh, they, well, what, what would the next one be where they could clinch it? It would be the the eight hundred, correct? The eight hundred. Yeah. So they have eight hundred and three k. Is there only things left? So. Well, so they just need they need to avoid avoid disaster. We uh, do have a with those a, remaining. A, do you have a, a low key battle though there for the podium spot? Because Florida, Georgia, A and T, they all have thirty one, mm. and then Arkansas is twenty nine. Florida State 27. Again, these are all projections yeah. again. So 
that means it, I could it could come down to the four by four at least for who will podium, which is interesting enough. So mm -hmm. hey, pretty interesting. Yeah, it just there's gonna be no drama for the winner. That's yeah. the only you have to no. you have to dig deeper into the <laughs> you have to go a little bit farther down the start list to find some something to get excited about. Um, all right, what's next? Because we got to get prepared now. There's just no lag time here. 400, so there's going to be two heats of this because everybody loves two heat finals. And the athletes are evenly distributed here. There's no fast heat and slow heat. They're all mixed in together. Number one seed got bounced yesterday in this event. So I'm looking for, I don't know, Bryce Dedman looked good. Randolph Ross looked good as well. Trevor Stewart, Ja'Cory Patterson. I guess Deadman be the favorite here. Yeah, I think so. Or Ross, kind of wild season best think, or one one hundredth apart. So kind of wild when you look at Bryce Deadman's career. He when he got to A and M as like a freshman, A and M is just so good at the quarter mile that they just like mm -hmm. they just generate forty five second split guys, forty six low split guys. Every yeah. every year, they always have like eight guys, right? And Bryce Dedman was always just like one of the guys who's good, but not he's not Fred Curley, he's not you know Braylon Taplin, he's not one of those like all time like look at me, I can win individually for AM. Yeah, he was just always like the third leg of a four by four. And now mm -hmm. this year has been like his one year to like become the guy, and not just the guy at AM, but the guy nationally and this could be his chance to get a title for AM because when you think of AM and 400 meter runners I mean you know Dion Lendor Curly I mean mm -hmm. even uh Devin Dixon when it comes to a four by four split Devin Dixon splits like yeah, 43 yeah. seconds so uh AM and quarter miling they know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh thanks everybody for tuning in by the way and all the people commenting we got some subscribe folks uh yeah subscribe to the flow track podcast youtube page while you're here just hit that red button there we'd appreciate it uh someone mentioned uh i'm sure oregon's throwers are probably sub four, four milers as well which it's probably it's a probably suit observation um uh jason rodan said would have been nice to see cooper face the favorites in cross country i agree i agree and I think we're all operating under the assumption of, man, we're just so glad that there's a championship. You know, Gordon and I were sitting in those empty stands in Albuquerque last year when the meet got called. And we didn't really know how much of the sports world would shut down at that point. We thought, oh, yeah, it'll be back by fall cross country. So after that season got bounced as well, just the idea that we have indoor and cross and people are competing is, uh, is great. And obviously outdoors there's only one championship so we'll get to see everybody assuming they all pick the same event they'll at least be all in the same venue come outdoor season um so i don't know one thing that's interesting gordon and i noticed this last night when i was watching the some of the post-race interviews not to be too serious for a moment but i will before this next race starts usually when athletes talk about overcoming adversity or obstacles right it's it's hard for most people to relate sometimes it, it it touches a nerve and you can put yourself in their shoes and say oh yeah like i had a similar situation but a lot of times everybody's situation is so specific to them 
But when athletes are talking about, man, I was just really motivated to get back here because I felt like last year's championship was stolen from me. Like that is such a universal theme with everybody in their life, regardless of whether or not you're a teenager, whether or not you're an NCAA favorite, whether or not you're old like you and I, whether or not you're 60, like everybody wants to get back uh, and felt because they felt like, you know, this whole last year has been such a struggle for them. So I just feel like elite athletes have never been more relatable just because we've all been going through a lot of the same stuff um, this past year. So this is just an observation when I was watching some of those post-race interviews yesterday. I was like, yeah, it's awesome that we're back. It's awesome that you won. It's, you know, you, you had the, you trained. I mean, I, do you remember last year, like that NAU team, well, the BYU women were in tears, right? When the meet got called, NAU was completely distraught. Remember Luis Cajalva, like coming up to us and being like, hey, can you guys put on a 5K? Like he wanted to race anybody and everything. <laughs> like he was ready to go outside and and race the first person he saw on the street. He, so to actually see it happen after this this challenging year, um, is is so I don't know. It's just such a positive feeling. So wanted to pass that yeah. along before this first year of the four hundred. So it's like, and it's also weird. Like the disappointment of losing almost like doesn't exist right now mm-hmm. because people are like okay with losing because they're like, well, yeah. at least I got to participate. It's weird, like right. participation has become more important than than losing. And that's something we lost sight of all the time, right? Because we'd always only care about results. We care about a win or a loss. But now, knowing that it all can be taken away from you, you just care about a result. You know, it's not about yeah. whether it's a win or a loss. So yeah. All right. And four hundred well, on the track right now. Same thing for you. Same thing for you and I. You know, we could be mad that we're not at this meet, but instead we're just happy it's happening. And I'm sitting in a soundproof booth talking about it in Austin. So it applies yeah, to all and of I'm us. I'm in my bedroom. <laughs> all right, Has he been for a year? It's off. Have I been for? Yeah, yeah. It is kind of crazy. I'm like my own personal jail. Uh, so Corey Patterson's on the outside lane. Who's in this? Yeah. Oh, Ooh, you got Trevor AMT Stewart there. Are... Yeah, you got Randolph Ross, Randolph Ross. champion Allison. Twenty-one oh six through the opening two. Travis putting over under 45 for the winning time in the chat. That's ambitious. Oh, it's going to be under. Someone can do it. Really? I think get it under. Patterson's looking good. He went from the gun. Can Randolph Ross reel him in? Can Patterson hold off Ross? Ross Ross is coming. Here comes Ross. Ross Ross. Ross got him. Oh, and under. under Under. Man, I've been wrong about everything. Get that under. Well, we'll see if they correct the time. I think it's 44. It had sh- showed up as forty four ninety eight. Forty four ninety nine. Forty four ninety nine. Dang! Shout out to Travis for setting that over under there. That was impressive. That's a really good over under. He should take off, take over for Gordon's guesses. That's what he should do. Yeah, yeah. It should be Travis's truths. I don't know. We got to workshop that Travis's title truths. a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got uh, who is who is who is more more nervous? Who is more nervous there? Randolph Ross fans coming down the final stretch, or you last night after finding out Joel Embiid got hurt? Oh, dude, that's that was the worst twelve hours of my life. It was so bad Which that goes to show you about your life. <laughs> and it was really hard to communicate that to my significant other about why this was important to me. She didn't quite understand that. It was just a, oh, he's injured. Sorry. 
but I was like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. My life's worth, my life's value is in the success of Joel and B doing well for a random basketball team that I, I'm unhealthily addicted to. <laughs> anyway, I'm yeah, going to read, the, read the, that's good. Can I read the text that you sent to me last night? I'll edit them. Uh, cause this is a family okay, program. Yeah. I asked you to do something work related and you replied and bead got hurt expletive knee. Yeah, I can. Then I said, that didn't look good. Cause I looked it up. You replied, I expletive shook right now. And then I, <laughs> this is, was my one good prediction. Cause then I saw the video though. And I'm like, he hyperextended it. Didn't go side to side. So I've done that before. I've had a few knee injuries. So I was like, I think he'll be, I think he'll be okay. And then you started, you were already the bargaining phase. And you says like, when you tear an ACL or MCL, it's normally a side to side action, right? So you're counting on me for medical advice. That's when I knew I should probably leave you alone to your thoughts. Then I woke up to you, your here, text though. saying congrats. I woke up to your text saying congrats on the bone bruise. And I was like the greatest yeah. text I've ever heard in my life. Like literally. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm a yeah. big Joel Embiid fan, guys. I think he's the MVP. Here we go. Heat two, Heat two. 44.99, time to beat. Mm -hmm. I don't think they beat it. I think they run like 45-12. 45, 12. 45 Too much 12. pressure. There's the prediction from Gordon here. LSU out strong. LSU there. Heat five, lane five, excuse me. Going to get the break That's no over Deadman. Unless Deadman tries to cut no him off. Deadman might try to get him at the break. Oh, Deadman's going for it. Did he get him? Get him. Oh. So yes, uh, you got put so, so much surge, so much surge in that fifty meters straight away to try to get to the, to the pole, and then you kind of lose all your energy. So that kind of hurts Deadman because he's not he's not going to catch. Oh yeah. Now, so LSU has it. No so Williams. Dead, no Williams from LSU. No Williams. He's from forty four ninety nine Akron. I think he went 44 to Akron. And transferred to LSU. Forty four ninety nine. Oh. Whoa. Forty four seventy. Hello. That helps LSU. We did not have Noah Williams winning the 400. Project. So the change 51, the projections. We got to change these projections, man. 4470. Dang. He was cruising on that home stretch. Oh, 4471. That race would have been totally different if Deadman was able to get to the inside and he couldn't. I don't know. Them. Man, maybe nobody was meeting Noah Williams. Look at the lift the last 50 meters. He was cruising right through. Oh, he's fired up. Good old-fashioned fist pump. I like that. So the, the ranking, they're updated. So they went from 51 projected to now 56 projected. So okay. they went plus five there. Cutting it down. LSU. Cutting it down little by little. Cutting it down. So they're, they're down by 21. They do have a chance. If they go 1-2 in the 60 hurdles, they will get yeah. a little – they will get closer. But – it's going to be hard. So you're saying instead of being three Oregon DQs away, they're only two Oregon DQs away from catching up. Correct. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Florida and, and Georgia now kind of separate themselves from the pack. A&T needed some big points, so they kind of dropped off to six now in the projections. So uh, Florida there in third. Florida, man. Every year we are like rebuilding year. They're not going to like – they lost mm -hmm. Holloway. They lose – Whoever they had, you know, they lose their long jumpers or their triple jumpers or whatever. They're gonna still be on the freaking podium, man. <laughs> it's just like that's what they do. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. their their rebuilding year is getting fourth. 
It's just wild. This is what we missed by not having this meet last year is stories like Noah Williams, someone now who immediately vaults into that conversation of, oh man, this guy's a player on the on the world scene, right? 4470, you know, Michael Norman's yeah. world record is 4452. And when you don't have that big stage and you don't have all that competition, you bring that crazy performance out of you. No one, no one really knows what the pecking order is in the in the 400. So excited to see him have a breakout performance. I guess it was corrected to 4471, number three NCAA yeah. all time. Um, yeah, he's uh, LSU going one two in the the zips. Uh, LSU going one two in the hurdles isn't that far fetched. So right now I have LSU going second and fifth. So okay. can they do better than second and fifth? To, to Florida State's Trey Cunningham's gonna be hard to beat. So I think their best situation is two three, right? So that means well we're gonna add fourteen. Add two more points. So, so no two more points mm -hmm. to projected. So they could oh, bump okay. up if they have a perfect day. I feel like they're gonna bump up to fifty eight points instead of fifty six. So, but it's still gonna be hard to catch. DQs Oregon happen. Right Bad races DQs happen. happen. Yeah, listen, Oregon is really in command, but Noah Williams ran a hell of a 400 there. So both of those things can be true at once. And Oregon has a history of getting DQ'd in distance events. <laughs> R.I.P. James, James West. West. And Free James, and Free West. James West. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alex in the chat wants to know when the 3K is. I'm just going to answer people's scheduling questions here. Uh, while we yeah, have that's what you're all about. 3K is at uh, 3 p.m. Central. 30 minutes. You're waiting for what? For the pole vault to become final. Uh, most of the results are in, but Baylor's Casey Lightfoot still perfect. Uh, he's yeah. definitely going to win, probably. Um, but BYU's Zach McWhorter in second. Looking good yeah. for them. Hey, so I want to ask you this question because when we were talking Hit about – NAU and B when we were talking about NAU and BYU not running their distance athletes, and we were saying how man, some of the sprint focused schools are going to hate it because it's going to allow Oregon to pile up points. Looking at how good Oregon's running, was anybody going to stop them anyway? Maybe yeah. you could say okay, in the mile they they lose a couple, they they drop some a couple places, but. I don't think anybody was going to beat their DMR team. And I don't think anybody was going to beat Cole Hawker unless it was Cooper Tier, his teammate. I think someone could have beat him. And I think. In the mile? Hold on. I think. I guess you could say Nagoose. No, 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 Nagoose. They could have lost a DMR to Nagoose if they're in it. You saw the other guys were on DMR. They were on like seven, like 920 something. So okay. I think uh, Nagoose could definitely have beaten Cooper Tier. I think Cooper Tier could easily get third in a 3K behind Grijalva and um, and Nagus and putting the Connor Mance. I do think that you have to at least probably, to be fair, they probably got take uh, off four. five to five to ten point bump by not having all the best distance okay. stars there. So if they win by more not than five or big, ten points, not that big though. Yeah. Then okay. Yeah. That, yeah. that was my question. If they win by more than five or ten points, then it's a true title. <laughs> okay. 
So they can't use it. As I mean, it's, it, no, it's 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 true. Anyway, I just think they're running so well right now, and I guess you could say, yeah, Grijalva and Nagus could have beat him in a three k. I am not would not pick them. I mean, obviously proximity bias here because we just saw what they did in the DMR. Men's six hurdles on the track. LSU's big chance here to get back in it. Let's see if they can do it. Oh, LSU out good. Cunningham oh, coming out strong. Oh, oh that did, was a Cunningham, did LSU win that? LSU might have won that. Was that Damian Thomas? Who won that? Show the result. Really, Show the result. Really oh, they tough. did. Eric Edwards there. That's what they needed. Did they go they one, needed two? that. I don't What did they do? Whoa. They went 1-5. Cunningham got third. Wow. Let's update. We got to update these projections, man. Wait, let's hold on. Do you have, do we have the results here or no? Yeah. They went one five. Oh, one five. They dropped back to third. five. Okay. Uh, oh, so Thomas, Britt, Cunningham, Lemonias, and Eric Edwards Jr. So they get 10, 8, 6, 5, 4. So they get. That's funny. So they get 14, right? Which is what they would have gotten with the two, 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 three. They end up getting 14. <laughs> so, so now it's 77 to 58. Okay. So I updated it. Man, that was close. So that was 751, 752, 753, 754. So top four separated by 0.03 there. Woo! Ooh, one and five? Oh, first and fifth. Sean is saying in the chat. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Sorry, I meant four points, right? Ten, eight, yeah. So they got two more points than what we thought they would get. They got fourteen. So they're at fifty-eight. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're at fifty-eight now. That they're still projected to lose by nineteen. I just wanted. I just want to check here, though. Ten plus four is fourteen. Are we, are we on the same page on that one? I think we're on the same page on that. I'll I'll have to circle back. I'll circle back and I'll get back to you. Uh, Pat on the chat says Gordon Cooper's a 350 miler. No one is touching him except Hawker. I agree, Pat. A suit observation. Here's a one for you though, Gordon. Uh, DC Knoll says, what? "If th this, you're gonna love this question. You're gonna love this question. In fact, this is a question you probably would pose to Robert Johnson if he was here right now. He says, if you were Robert Johnson and the NCAA offered you right now the option to pull tier from the 3K and let him run on Monday, would you take it? And he, he, he asked right the question before. Well, he asked the question before the 60 hurdles. So put yourself yeah, back. Yeah, 100% free 60 hurdles. Yeah? Yeah, 100%. They got a 21. They're fine. Yeah. We need, man, it's going to I mean, as much as cross-country championship is going to be great. Don't get me wrong. BYU-NAU, it's going to be a good battle. But it would just be so much better if we had a fresh Arkansas to kind of mix it up and a fresh Cooper tier to kind of mix it up with uh, individually. But, hey, like we said, we're just thankful the races are happening. That's all that matters. Right? Yeah. And yeah. And also it's this weird thing where like because Tier's so good right now in the mile and 3K, I probably underrate him over a 10K cross country race because I'm doing the opposite for Grijalva and Mance, you know, because they're, they look good on the cross country course and Nico Young. I probably think okay they're not going to be as as sharp when it comes time 
for for the track. No, I think I think if Tier ran cross country, you'd definitely you'd be silly to have him outside of your top five. But I think he would be. You, most people would not pick him to win in cross. Yeah, I'm excited, right? dude. I know we talked about it on pod yesterday, but the outdoor 5K is going to be the hardest event to like predict once they're for all the together for the men. Yeah. Would you agree? Hardest to predict. Yeah, right now. Uh, Tom wants to know, are we expecting Hawker to scratch from the 3K? What would you do, Gordon? Uh, yeah, you scratch him if you, if you don't need him. Wait wait until the end of the clinch, basically. What's that? Wait for the 800, essentially? You wait for the 800. It's just like there's no point. I mean, you know Cooper's going to win it. So you're not like you're taking away his opportunity to have like a third place medal. It's like, all right, he already got a title. He could come out being like, I, I went two for two. And then Tier can come out saying he went two for two. So they both can be two for two. They, Oregon's Hawkers done this before. They, they uh, DMR. Oh, he didn't run the DMR. Hawker, Never mind. DMR. No. I thought he ran a DMR. I think Hawker could never mind. Well, I think Hawker could push. I think Hawker could push Tier. He might even be able to upset him, but he's not fresh. Uh, he just ran. Yeah, he just ran an hour ago. Cooper Tier did not. That's the difference. Looking Ryan at the Fenton team scores, seven expecting Gordon to pull a hammy during the watch party. Yes, I, actually, Gordon is planning on running in between the two watch parties. So there's going to be a break here. I know you guys are really excited. Well, about I'm this. doing Don't it too. To subscribe, you, yeah, you going for? I'm going to go for All a right. run. I'm going to go for a run in between the the men's session and the women's session because we have about two hours here. Uh, now, most of the people listening probably already went on a run because we probably have a very active audience. But we, Gordon and I, have not run yet. So we're going to run. We're going to run separately. You know, change my shirt, come back, energized for this uh, this women's session tonight. Anthony thinks he's going to double. How far should we go? Ask the chat. Try how, to run five miles. how far should we go on our run? Ask Ryan See, for if me, he wants I to run with any of us. I don't Anybody do in Austin who I do wants time. to run with Gordon. I do, I do time. Because distance means like I'm I'm forced to go a certain distance, whereas time means like I can just go slow and then kill time. So I'm a, I'm a time runner guy, not a distance runner guy. All right, we got a Chess question, and all Chess questions have to go to you. Oh, this is from Brandon. This is from Brandon. If 2016 Chez was in the NCAA right now and did the 5K, DMR, 3K, and cross, what would you predict him to finish? So if he did 5K, DMR, 3K, and cross? So yeah. he did a quadruple? Yeah. Yes. Okay, but in this situation, is he taking Cooper Tier's spot in the DMR? No. Or is he racing no. his own teammate? You know what I mean? Because there's it, a clone of Edward Cheserek. <laughs> no, okay, uh, who's just is running for Team Ed? He's just representing Team Ed for this. Yeah, scenario? and he gets to stick at the he gets to stick at the same time. Let's just say that. Okay. There's no way he wins the five k. There's just no way. Over Kip too. Okay. Yeah. Well, what? Oh wait. Because. Man, it is interesting. Think just thinking about Cheserek versus Kip too is a really interesting thought mm -hmm. experiment because Cheserek was great, but like Cheserek is never forced to do 
I mean, not actually, hold up. Cheserek probably would be Kip too because Pat Tiernan <laughs> tried to pull a Kip too against Cheserek in 2015 where Pat Tiernan went balls to the wall in the cross-country championship in Louisville. They broke away from the pack like 30-second lead after 5K and Cheserek just mm-hmm. stayed on Pat and then Pat eventually couldn't handle it and Cheserek went on. So I think Cheserek would have won the five. Now that I think about it, yes, Cheserek would have beaten Kip too. Um, he would have won the five k. He would, I think, he would have. He would have won all three in the indoor, but then I think he would have lost in cross because I just think, uh, fresh Mance and Grijalva would have taken advantage of three-time champion Cheserek from Team Cheserek. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. All right, he would have gone three. So Ryan four. said three four. Okay, well, let's go from one. Uh, elite athlete to another. Ryan says the over under for you is three miles. Uh, and then someone wants us to do a challenge where you see who can run farther in a set amount of time. What do you think? Can you go for 40 minutes? What's the time? What's the time? I don't have Strava, so I don't have a way to, to like calculate how far I went. I guess I'll have to look it up on like internet. Just like look at the street address. I made this far. Take your phone. Take your phone. You'll yeah, figure sure. it out. Yeah, we can we'll do work that. On that. We got a we couple do... more events. We got a couple more events. So after once we get to the the four by four, we will figure out what our challenge will be between now. We got to put some wagers on it. That's all I want. I need to win something. So I, I ate too big of a lunch, and I'm drinking a organic uh, iced tea right now. So I don't know how well this is gonna go, but I'll try it. I'll try it. Uh, they want to know if you have bouncy shoes. What what type of footwear? Actually, don't say your footwear. You know, we're not sponsored, but you have bouncy shoes. Let me say my footwear. Pay me. Pay me. (laughs) Uh, The shoes Gordon has probably are not going to help him. I'll just tell you that uh, right now because they don't work. (laughs) Um, They don't. They're uh, not that good at shoes. All right. So we're getting ready for this 800. I don't know if people watch the prelims, but Charlie Hunter looked really good. And he's under the radar because of Hawker and Tier. And when two guys break the collegiate record, that's going to happen on your team. But this guy is, this guy's legit. And it's good that he has a, um, his own event here, basically. This is where he gets to shine solo. So I am projecting Oregon to win this race. So if they don't, their 77 point total will drop. So this mm-hmm. is an opportunity for LSU to close a gap if Oregon doesn't win. Mm-hmm. And right now, Jay, looks like Charlie Hunter is in dead last after the first 200. So we'll see. Have I been happens. jinxing people on this? I talked about people start being great, and then a moment later it wasn't. And then, although maybe that's just a power move from from Mr. Hunter here. There's Hadeli in the red, and moving to the outside. Gomez is that Gomez from Iowa State? Does he have yeah. outdoor? Because if so, your Iowa State outdoor title prediction is looking kind of good. 52. Wow, yeah. Hunter way on the outside. We got some bumping. We got some RG bargy, as our friends in Great Britain would say there. RG bargy? I never Man, heard that before. Five away. This is interesting. There's some pushing and shoving. You got five people in one group completely away, and then three stragglers behind them. This looks like it's Gomez in the lead. Oh, getting tripped up. There's some ruffling feathers. All right, someone, someone's gonna get, someone's gonna get pushed. Oh, oh, Charlie I think Hunter, Hunter trying to get around the. 
my, oh, my goodness. Guy. Oh, Mick. Uh, there's going to be some protests here. There's going to be a yellow flag here. So Gomez is out. So now, oh my goodness, Miami, Ohio, man. What in the world what? is going on here? Are we going to see an upset? It's Cinderella time in college basketball. Is it going to happen on the track? Charlie oh. Hunter down to the last drive. Oh! I think I think Hunter got him. I think Hunter got him. Oh my goodness, he did. One forty-five ninety to one forty-five ninety-one. <laughs> oh, look at that. Look at the look on his face. He almost pulled it off. McClear. Oh, man. The conflicting emotions there. Oh, my goodness. That's like the hell of a race for McClear, man. Finley McClear, sophomore. This race had Miami, everything, Ohio. man. Pushing, shoving, you had an upset bid from a mid-major, and then you had the favorite grab it in the last possible instant. Look at this finish, Mike. There's nothing McClear could have done. It's not like he eased up. Look at the photo. Well, maybe he could have. Uh, I don't know, man. He was flat out there. He was flat out. Oh, the disappointment <laughs> and the excitement of Hunter. And <laughs> McClear just like crashes to the track be like no i mean hey man mcclear you get second here you're a sophomore this is your huge breakout race you're set up for some that was great amazing. future 800s down the road so no shame there that was no crazy. shame at all um what's interesting there is gomez and hadeli kind of got in a fight with each other and then took themselves out of the race because there's no reason why they couldn't have been in the mix in here on the on the home stretch either, but they kept just banging into each other. They were like drawn to each other um, throughout that race. But man, I didn't think he was going to get him with fifty to go. I thought I thought he left it way too late. What a run! So that doesn't change the projections, right? Because you had him going. No, because we had now. them. Yeah, we had ten. So yeah. uh, running out opportunities for LSU. I mean, again, we're going to need something crazy to happen in the three K. Because I think they're probably, what, at 61 points now and projected to get 16 in the three. So, however, if, like, I'm not sure what I have LSU in the 4 by 4 What do I have LSU in the 4 by 4 Okay, so. Ooh, there is an opportunity. So, I have LSU scoring zero points in the 4 by 4 Okay. Are they in the 4x4? Four four? Do they have a 4x4 four four team? <laughs> Maybe that's know. why you have them with zero in the 4x4, four four. Gordon. Did we oh, they have a 4x4 team. Yep, yep. But they're in a super slow heat. So they're going to need to... They're going to need to beat their to seat. the wall in that first section. Yeah. If LSU wins the... I mean, they said the anchor run 44-7. You have to think LSU can find three other guys. That could be... That's... I have them getting zero in the four by four. So mm -hmm. if as long as they're within 10, there might be a chance. There might be a chance. Yeah. Okay. So what do we got? What do we got left there? Pole vault still going 200, 3K, and four by four. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This is fun. I appreciate all the comments. Yeah. Keep them coming. Caleb wants to know who from Oregon would win in a hypothetical 1K. I think I'd take Charlie Hunter in that. Also, Subscribe while you're here to the Flowtrack Podcast YouTube page. Hit that hit that big button right there. 
and make Gordon happy. He needs yeah. it after Joel Embiid is going to be out for two weeks. Just tough timing too, right before they play the NBA's best team that nobody knows about, the San Antonio Spurs, on Sunday. We should have a watch party for that too. Are you in? <laughs> I'll do live no? scoring okay. updates. Oh, three-pointer. <laughs> okay. We're projecting the Spurs. We're projecting the final think... score based on <laughs> – Hey, isn't uh, do you have a different opinion on Oregon's one K champ, or would you take Hunter as What's well? What's the too? question? What's the question? Who from Oregon would win in a hypothetical one K? By the way, hypothetical one K is way better Hunter, than actual one Ks. Hunter, you got it. you okay. got the best eight hundred meter runner would definitely win the one K because he still runs a three fifty three miles, so he's not going to fall apart in the final two hundred meters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred, 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 hundred percent. Uh, someone said, "Does Oregon have anybody in the two hundred? They don't, correct? They don't, correct. Okay. So they just have three K. That's it. So they We're just answering questions. Project to get, yeah, project to get sixteen and three. LSU, I have winning the two hundred. So if they don't win the two hundred, which could happen, I mean, bowling's pretty good. Florida guy's pretty good, so." They're going to need to do something crazy in the 4x4 and need some uh, some shenanigans to happen in the 3K for LSU to have any shot. Mm-hmm. Okay, some more comments. If I was I LSU. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go. No, no it's, you're it more important idea. than the listeners. Just kidding. Yeah, good. It was a stupid idea. Um, I could yeah. tell it was going to be a stupid idea, so I was like, listen, let's, let's cut you off now. Uh, Jason wants to know, does Laird run the 4x4? Not much time between races. Probably not. I wouldn't imagine. It yeah, is weird. The first you have the too. 400 champ and the 200 champ in your 4x4. It seems like you could get some points based on that. Uh, Tom says Hawker split 249, 1200 in the DMR record. That is, that is, that's a good resume point when you're talking about who'd win a 1K. Brandon wants to know, Kevin, if someone breaks the American record, can we roll out the song? Yes, I will sing it live. Ivan says Hunter ran wide the whole race and he still won. Honestly, could have gone 144 if he led from the jump. Yeah, I'd be interested to know what the plan was going in because Hawker and Tier had such clear strategies in the DMR and the mile. And Hunter's looked a little bit more, shall we say, improvisational. Uh, Nico wants to know when the 200 is uh, soon. Let's see. Do we know when the is? that Nico is? Young asking? Yeah, he's in Stillwater, and he just—he's big into the two hundred. It's in—it's uh, right now. It's about to start. It's about to start, Nico Young. Um, uh, what's the projection for Terrence Lair in the two hundred in regards to time? Time. How fast do you think he'll run? I think the winning time is going to be twenty twenty-five. I in my Gordon's guesses, I said it was going to be by Matthew Bowling, but I just think in general the winner is going to run twenty twenty-five. Yeah. So that's keep my- an eye on this guy. Joseph Fanbula, he showed incredible poise yesterday in the prelims because a guy ran in his lane for about four steps and he still ran a really quick time. So watch out for him. Micaiah Harris probably was the favorite last year, I want to say. Maybe there were co-favorites probably last was. year, but he was one of the guys who was looking really good. Indoor 200, such a strange, strange event. We'll see who comes out on top uh nico does say yes he says it's nico young so that's good (laughs) thank you for joining the chat 
Uh, okay, 200. We got a couple heats. Fastest time wins, obviously, because it's track and field. Let's see what we got here. <laughs> It'd be it's fun so if it was like second have... fastest time wins. It was just use strategy. You can't be too fast or too slow. It's like you need to get second. I just – just two heat finals are so weird. It just feels like long track speed skating in the Olympics. It's just, it's just weird to be competing against the clock here. Uh, Fanbola is – in a good spot. Here comes Makaya Harris. 2039. 2039. 2039. So 2025 will win, but that's going to be tough. Uh, someone looks said disappointed in the chat. In this time. Yeah, and that's a bummer, right? Because it's like you want to say, hey, I won. That's good enough. Uh, okay, Travis is saying that Laird split 46-3 on the 4x4 SEC indoors in 2020. Has not run it since. Good stats there, Travis. Caleb, Caleb bringing up the important stuff here, which says, why would my man have split shorts for a 200? <laughs> is, is that a, <laughs> I don't hey, know, Grant Holloway wears split shorts. Yeah, and Tra Trayvon Trayvon Bommel is a split short guy. Yeah. Has he got split shorts over the tights there? That's he might. Ooh, combo. Maybe it's not. That's a, it's a lot of fashion here. Tarion, uh, let's give a shout out to Taron Conwell of Clemson. This may be the yeah. final indoor Clemson performance we ever see at a national meet. He ran 2109 there to take third in that heat. Man, Clemson track. We got to bring it back. I don't know how. Save Clemson track. Save Clemson track. Shout out to Ryan Fenton, an alum. Yes. Um, All right. Terrence all right, Laird, let's... Matthew Bowling. This is going to be the race of the day. I'm calling it. We're going to see something special here. The race of the day. That is bold. That let's better than that 800? That 800 was yeah, awesome, better... man. That. I think we're going to see that 800 is the moment that eight, that 800. If I still wrote uh, words uh, for this website, <laughs> I would do a whole thing about how that just sort of mirrored everything in March, man. That was like a Cinderella team <laughs> thinking they're going to pull that, that four versus 13 first round upset or that two versus 15. And just it gets just as they have that belief, it gets snatched from them right at the very end. And then you just saw that, I mean, even down to his facial expressions, Sometimes you see people are really happy with second because they outperformed what they thought they could do. But he was just completely devastated with his hands on his head. But I'll just say this on the live show instead of writing about it. So anyway. Man. Before we get started, Evan wants to know, what are your thoughts on UT getting third in the men's DMR? Uh, I was impressed. They did it without their best miler and also their second best miler who's out because of injury, Sam Worley. Um, Mm -hmm. shows that they got depth coming and I think most of the guys were young. So it's wild to break your school record, which was the national record for like 13 years. And you get like third or fourth in the race. It's mm -hmm. uh, it shows that the DMR is just getting better and better, but uh, yeah, hometown team, big shout out to Pete Watson and that crew doing a good job. Crane Carroza. He's going to be good in the coming years. It's a sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. 20.39 here in the 200 time to a beat. Here we go. They're off. So bowling's in lane six and Laird is in lane five. They say lane five is better than lane six. But bowling running like its life depends on it, knowing Laird is coming. Who's that on three oh, though? Man. A and T's looking good. He, oh bowling. He stumbled, right? He's, gonna... he's pulling up. He's oh, pulling here comes up. Laird. Oh, oh. 20.18. Whoever that was wins close. it wins the whole thing. I think bowling got him. Oh, you got bowling him. got him. You got him. 
I was right on bowling winning. I said close. 2025, but uh, and what 2019? Laird 2020. Wow. Yeah. He was started the bowling mania, man. 50. Bowling mania. It's gonna come. That was that was really close down that last stretch. It look yeah, look at see that on the replay? Laird like lost his momentum. Look, he goes out to the outside right there. He had two or three steps where he almost stumbled. And I think that killed his momentum. But a big race for bowling. When the pressure's on, man, that was a that was a big time run here. Are you updating the projections? Oh yeah, man. Got the two hundred results up. Pull vault. Uh, yeah. So that hurt LSU. I, they went from fifty eight down to fifty six. I think it's a wrap after this three K. It's a wrap because the pole vault well, yeah, results I, are not final yet. But we're just waiting. Mm -hmm. Credit to Tyrone. He called it. He says bowling in six. He wins it. So all he needed to see was the lane draw, and he knew where he was going to finish. So it looks like 20. the uh, pole vault results are basically final. We just have one competitor left, so I can now like that. So yeah, like foot one. So now we're just down to three K and four by four relay. That's the final two events. The final two events. Yeah. So what's the real? So are those scores in, or they haven't? Have they scored the pole vault? Yet, I, no? I I I scored it. So it's in the projections. So. I have LSU at 56 now. No more points. Um, yeah. And then Oregon is at 61, but I think they're going to get 16 points in the 3K. So in order for Oregon to clinch it, they basically need to get to uh, 66. So they just need to get to – or I guess they need to get to 67. So Oregon Top just needs six, six points. points. And so they got to run Hawker. You got to run Hawker. Right. Yeah, you can't risk I mean, it. I the guess. odds of the, the odds of LSU getting ten points in the four by four are pretty small. Yeah, but you you also can't you can't risk it. I think you just have him just chill and try to give you whatever he can in that last stretch. Georgia um, now pretty much solid there in third with thirty five projected points. Florida thirty two projected points. Arkansas fifth. 28. The thing about Arkansas is I have yeah. them doing pretty well in that 3K, and I'm not sure if Arkansas is uh, going to feel too good after that 5K that they had. So, I'm wondering if we're going to see some scratches in that 3K. Yeah, if you're Arkansas, do you, do you go all in to try to get to fourth, or do you bench them all to go back all in and cross? How many you're coach, what do you do? I don't, man, I think racing at home, I think you go for the trophy here. You go for the trophy here? I think you go for the trophy here. It's going to be hard. Yeah, I mean, who, so Kemboy is. Yeah, they're on, the, they're on the track. Free. They have Kemboy <laughs> they're and. There. And boy, they have two guys. Well, when Chris Buckman was in the press conference, he said, we're going to worry about cross country after indoors. So they're just going to run indoors, focus 100% on indoors. 
and then make their decision after that. So they want to stay laser focused on it. Garcia Romo for Ole Miss is in this one. So keep an eye on him. He was the one who was running the anchor leg against tier and he can close very quickly. Not as quickly as tier, but pretty quickly. So Hawker's there. Yep, everyone's there. Looks like I don't think we have any too many crazy scratches. I so think all that the, the coaches are oh, not overthinking it. They're not thinking about cross right now. So it makes sense. You go. You're there to run. You're going to run. You're not going to play play games. Makes sense. Well, I don't think Oregon's thinking about cross because they're not in the meet. But yeah, well, not, Arkansas not thinking about our, hy- our hypothetical. Bond. I think I do think Hawker though is probably told, "Hey man, like we just need you to score. We don't need you to." go crazy and try to run up there with the leaders if they go crazy hard and then kill yourself. So mm-hmm. I'm sure they have a different strategy between uh, – What you say? Six. Six, right? Yeah, they just need six points to clinch. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they go and try to control it from the front, just slow it down and then put your money on tears uh, kick and – Hawker's kick as well too, but maybe some of these other guys will have different plans. Look at Vatek putting his hands out there. He was like, "I'm not fouling. I'm not fouling. I have the principle of verticality. No touching. Like no touching. No touching. He put his he put his hand up when uh, when the guy behind him was going around him. He's like, "I'm not. I don't want to foul." All right. So, so while this 3K is going on, I just want to talk a little bit about that 200 when it comes to yes national Travis puts- impact. Right, so Travis put some stats bowling twenty nineteen, yeah. Laird twenty twenty, indoor that's fast that converts to even quicker times outdoor. I feel like both of those guys mm-hmm. can run sub twenty now. Um, but the question I have is, we look at the two hundred meter Olympic team, Lyles, mm-hmm. and that's it, right? Dude, there's no other like, who's there's no other second guy or even third guy that you're like, yeah, you're one hundred percent a two hundred meter guy. So. I guess Kenny B, yeah. But Kenny B, you know, is he healthy, all this stuff, you know? And yeah, he's, he's not as solid as – he's just as likely to make it as a bowling or a Laird, in my opinion. But basically the point I'm saying no. is, do bowling or Laird, how much stock are you buying in either of those guys to make the Olympic team? I'm never going to discount anybody from the 200, especially if you can – get to sub 20 because we've seen that's been good enough to qualify by the time you get to the end of the meet. Um, but it's still a long way away. I'm, I feel better about Kenny B than you do. Hey, Oregon's doing what I said they were going to do. Going to the front, controlling. Sorry, it's yep. the only thing I've gotten right. I need to highlight that. <laughs> Bednarik, you're right. He's had injuries at, at in, inopportune times, but I'm thinking all this time off is going to put him in a good spot to where he can really, really roll. Yeah, it's weird, right? Because you think, I mean, if Norman could double, he would be, you'd put him in there as a lock as well, too. So finalists, yes, for Laird and Bowling, but I think they're still outside right now for the I think Bowling's going to make the team. I think Bowling will make the 200 team. Who would you put ahead of him? Lyles, Ben Derrick, and who? TBD, it's TBD. Maybe Craven Gillespie. Maybe Craven Gillespie. Someone like that. You know, a lot of times it's the it's it's a person who is uh, consistent. Oh yeah, consistent but overshadowed. 
gets that get one of those gets one of those final final two spots because again it's just more about managing your energy through the rounds especially if you're going to run the 100 or the 200 like what's interesting is we talked about this before we talked about what's his best event because he was running a lot of 60s and we were thinking well he's so good in the 400 i don't you know i don't think the 100 or the certainly not the 60 is his best event i wonder if he dabbles in in the quarter at all when it comes time for outdoors or is he just found it he's found his event and he's just gonna kind of focus on the hundred i think he's gonna focus i think i think he's he's kind of like a noah no a noah lyles in a way where lyles is 200 base and you know he can split a fast four by four and he gets weaker as he gets to shorter distance and his like sweet spot yeah. is 200 i think you could probably say the same thing for bowling whereas his sweet spot is 200 he can run a fast four by four split but it gets weaker as the distance gets shorter. So I think bowling is basically another version of a light man's Lyles, where he's not as strong as what Lyles has become. I don't want to say bowling is going to go out there and be running 1950, but I do think he has the same type of uh, what's it, um, priority, like not the word priority, um, strength he has the same strength like my strength is a 200 the same thing with lyle's strength is a 200 so well i look at the guy who has a collegiate record and caleb brings him up in, in the chat here eli hall he's got that indoor collegiate record 2002 which is is mighty fast um now he did it in a non-championship year so we weren't able to go and immediately say yeah. hey is he going to make the team is he going to make the team so but you know, twenty eight, twenty oh two, I think we would agree is a ways quicker from what we saw from from bowling. Bowling, obviously, younger. So there's a lot of variables here. A lot of variables. Talk a little bit about this three K. They were four fourteen through the opening mile. It's just been Tier and Hawker one two, and it's basically been a train. No one's really made any movement. Got Mario Garcia Romo, who was kind of pushing Tier in that DMR anchor from Ole Miss. He's there in third. Amon Kemboy yeah. is there in fourth. And I'm sure Kemboy is very thrilled that Cooper Tier is running the 3K normally and not the way Kip 2 would have ran it, which would be go out in like 57 seconds and try to run like sub-60s every every lap. Uh, so yeah. Everyone is still in it, though. It seems kind of no yeah, big movement. Yeah, well, it's there's a group of eight. You could say top eight are still in it. Uh, Virginia yeah. Tech, though, yeah. now going to the lead. Who's that from Virginia Tech? Lopez that Segura? Antonio yeah. Lopez Segura. This is probably perfect for Oregon. Virginia <laughs> Tech has three three in this final. Yeah, Oregon looks smooth. Again, they all, all they need is six points, and they win. I think they're going to get it. Arkansas okay, trying so to got, get big points there. Two guys in the top eight. What's up? Someone in the chat mentions it. Well, I'm just we're going on to an, we're talking about Eli Hall here, which is an interesting to, to, thing to discuss during a 3K. But I brought him up as compared to uh, other collegiate times, and someone brings up a good point. Yeah, he was injured shortly into his pro career. He did run that 2002 at uh, in College Station. That was the year all the records got broken essentially yeah. indoors. Michael Norman. Broke the world record in the 400. The 4x4 mark went down. Uh, Kendall so Ellis the set the... 
the Sydney year. Yeah, well, Sydney had it, and then Kendall Ellis broke it, I think, in the next heat. The yeah. same thing happened in the women's, too. Ash, Ashley Henderson broke it, and then the next heat, Gabby Thomas broke the 200 mark. It just was over and over and over and over again. I think, um, yeah, both, both the twos and the and the fours went down. Uh-oh. All right. Let's just talk about this race. 3K in. Garcia Romo, the blonde-haired assassin up front now. And Cooper Tier now. Not his nickname. I just made it up. Yeah. I don't know. That is not, for the record, not his nickname. Uh, okay, so one left to go. 7.20 on the oh. clock. Tier just going. Hawker there is yeah. still in it. They might go 1-2. Man, what a dominant performance by Oregon. They're about to go 1-2 here. Not even close. It's going to be fast. Oh, can Hawker catch Tier? Oh, Oregon on Oregon you. crime, potentially. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hawker's coming for him. Hawker. Oh, he got oh, him. He got Hawker him. got him. I told you. Uh-oh. Uh, man. I wonder that. Oh, man. What? Who would have thought the worst thing that happened to Cooper Tier was going to be his own teammate? Damn. Man. What? What a Dude, day. What, what, a, a what two <laughs> Find me a person who's had a better hour than Cole Hawker. How does he just that happen? Closing, he closed in 25.49 for the last 200. Cooper Tier was 26.08. 25.49? Yeah, that's... PB, that's 7.46? Dude. Missed the meet record by a second there. 7.45, Lowey Lang's mark survives. Like, most people would still be on their cooldown. At this point, <laughs> from the mile yeah. win, and Cole Hawker just jumped in a three k, and upset his teammate. You see it there, Garcia Romo three, and Amon Kemboy four. Oh my goodness! Okay, so the team race is over. Oregon's gonna win. All they needed yep. in that one was six points, and they scored eighteen. They're gonna end with seventy nine points obviously the race is on there for the final two podium spots behind lsu i want to here i want to talk about something that's not related to this meet but it's related to cole uh hawker remember when uh matt centrowitz ran against cole hawker i know that yeah. people discussing it in the chat and central was in that it was in the b heat and he kicked really hard and just nipped him at the line and everyone's like "Ooh, what's to say about centro well, I don't know, man. Cole Hawker's pretty damn good. So maybe it shows that Centro's in pretty good shape. Because if you can catch Cole Hawker, you're an elite company right now. I think that victory means a little bit more today than it did at the end of 2020. So what is Hawker? Is he a 1,500-meter runner or 5K runner? I mean, we can talk about indoor mile, 3Ks, all that stuff. But what matters is what you're trying to do at the Olympic trials. What is he mm -hmm. You can't do 15 and 5, right? Because that's that double's right. not possible. They took that option. If you're Cole Hawker, what are you focusing on for NCAAs and for ultimately Olympic trials? I'd do 15 if I was him. Yeah. But that's, that's just me. Just because we've already talked about how rare it is to even get the standard. So <laughs> if you can get it and you're in the mix... I think he's he's got all the I mean he's got all the he's got all the tools for both. I just think the fifteen hundred is a bit more navigable for him given his his skill set. But I'm interested to know what other people think. I mean he's good on both, yeah. obviously. 
I mean, I think his youth makes you want to think he should probably continue to work on that speed at, at the 1500 meter level. And that maybe like, just, I feel like the 5k, like you need to be the way it is now. You need to be like 13 flat type 5k runner to be in conversation mm-hmm. for a team. And while maybe Hawker could do that, his max, maybe this year is like, he's max out at like a 13, 15 type guy which is still great for a sophomore out of Oregon. And I think he probably has the ability to run a 334, maybe even a 333, 1500. And if you're that quality, that's good enough to make any Olympic team. So I think he should definitely do the 15. The question is – I just think by the – I mean, hey, I'm going to say right now, we could have two college kids make the U.S. Olympic team in the 1500. I think Nagus and Hawker, I'm going to say right now, could both make the Olympic team. Two college kids. Yeah. I just think if you figure that meets are going to go on as scheduled in the spring, he's going to have a busy season competing collegiately. And the 1500, I think, will end up being a better a better bet. Maybe takes a little bit less out of his legs. There's a little bit more of a random element. And obviously, you need some stuff to go right for you to make the team. Uh, to the Olympics, so yes, I'm 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 with you. I think the 1500 is the is his best event. Someone asked how fast was the last mile, and I'm looking it up here. So from 1400 to 3000, it looks like it was just under 403, or sorry, just under 404. So 40 403.8 ish. I'm just wow. eyeballing that right now for for Cole Hawker after going out, like you mentioned in. 414. One of those 200 meter segments obviously overlaps because it's 3,000 meters. So there you go. There you go. You love that phrase. There you go. So there you go. There you so go. So uh, obviously, Oregon dominated. Uh, LSU is clinched second. Oregon is clinched first. But we do have a little bit of a battle for third, fourth, and fifth. Um, mm hmm. We have Georgia projected to get 35, Florida 32, and A&T projected to get 28. I think we ha- we have A&T projected to win the 4x4. No, we don't. We haven't get second. So if A&T is able to win the 4x4, that will push them to 30 points. And then what you would need is you need Florida to not score. And if that happens, so if mm-hmm. Florida doesn't score – and A&T wins, that means Florida and A&T will be tied for fourth. As for um, Georgia, Georgia, we have them getting fourth, so that's their five points. So there's a chance we could see Georgia, Florida, and A&T all end with 30 points, and we could have a three-way tie for third. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's looking pretty good that Georgia and Florida will maintain a top-four spot. And our podium teams will be Oregon, LSU, Georgia, and Florida when all is said and done. In the chat, we have a question here from, not even a question, comment here from Ivan. He says, Hawker could make the 1,500-meter team this year. Then he can hit the Legat double, 15-5 or something for 2024. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, Central made the, his first team as a collegian in 2011. So collegians making the 1500 meter team is not without precedent. 
and Hawker certainly has the buildup now based on what he did. I just look, I get it. Not everybody was in the 3K that should have been in the 3K because across country you didn't have Nagus, you didn't have Grijalva, you didn't have Conrance, you, you didn't have Kip two. Right. So there was some big omissions in that race, but him beating his teammate an hour after, less than an hour after he won the mile. I mean, I know you talk about Chez's performance on the first night uh, of an NCAA indoor championship when he did the 5K DMR, right? Where does this stack up? Uh, I mean, we've seen mile 3K double champions many times, I feel. I mean, I think Lowey do it a couple times, potentially. Um, but this time schedule. Yeah, that's true. Here's a question. If you are, who is, we can get into Bowerman, which I, the way they vote Bowerman is stupid regardless, but what is more impressive, what Hawker did or what LSU's Harrison did, winning the high jump and long jump? Like, they're going to definitely give it to him, right? Because they'll oh, be like, whoa, yeah, high jump, Bowerman? long jump. Yeah, Bowerman, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, I think I think Harrison would be in the lead right now because I think some people are going to give more weight to the fields that were not diluted at all, which is fair, which is that's it's impossible to compare these two things. It's apples to swimming pools, right? It's yeah. oranges to to Chrysler's. So it's not you know, you can't really compare, you know, shot putter has a, a set amount of opportunities and a javelin thrower doesn't even have an indoor season it's just it's impossible to compare these things so looking at something like okay who did you beat were the best people there i think is i think is fair but it'll come down to it'll come down to outdoors i guess he's someone for the man like kip to you know if he does the five and the ten or even if he has just an amazing five i could see us completely forgetting about what happened during indoors and that being the performance to beat too soon, too soon. To you talk. know it's gonna be a fun, a fun uh, podcast that we're gonna do on Wednesday. What's that? Based off these results and what happens in cross country, we need to come up with a power ranking of men's five k runners or men's distance runners. Yeah. Who? I mean, we can We gotta wait to see what happens in cross, right? Because if like Grijalva or Mance, like destroy kept two we're gonna have a different feeling mm -hmm. but it'll be interesting to yeah. see how we would rank hawker tier kip two mance Corhalva. and let's even throw in kurgot because he'll be there for the outdoor season so it'll be interesting to yeah. see how we There's some... analyze okay that. so tune tune into wednesday's pod everybody yeah. for that one let's go to the comments here uh david first says, of all Lightfoot before you go continuing... to the comments before you go to comments, tell people to like and subscribe. That's what we're supposed to do. We're podcasters. Yeah. We're, we're YouTubers. Okay. So yeah. subscribe. And remember, we're going to be back here while we wait for these 4 by 4s to go off. We'll be back here at 545 for the women's finals. And then again Central on Monday, 11 a.m., where we're going to have two special guests, both of them confirmed, that are not Lincoln. They are actual legitimate runners who <laughs> will enjoy will enjoy their, uh, their takes on cross-country. They've had some success in the cross-country scene. Uh, they've, yes. uh, they've won some titles, some medals na internationally and mm -hmm. NCA wise. So, so yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. what, what, what are I, the comments? Can I do these? 
yeah, I want to read the comments because, you know, people need to have some incentive for, for tuning in here. Um, well, speaking of Lincoln, he texts me right now. Um, I just saw a text. I'm not going to read what he texts. I'm not going to read the text. Okay. Let's see. David says Lightfoot was competing an hour before track started and still going on with just the relay left. That's the most pole vault thing ever. Uh, Ian, yeah, it says 403.8 last 1600. In the Javon Harrison versus Cole Hawker debate, Emmanuel says Harrison, no doubt. David says what Harrison did, nobody else has ever done in their career. He did it in one day. And then Art wants to know, do you guys think Cooper will make the Olympic team? Cooper tier? It's no. Yeah, it's it's easy to say yes, but then you got to realize you can't. It's just like when people predict the uh, record of every NFL team before the season starts, and you end up with like way too many of you know ninety percent of the league wins. is above five hundred. Yeah, you're saying, yeah, wait yeah. a minute, that is not actually. So you know, there's only so many people who uh, LSU running this really hard right now. By the way, uh, yeah, there's only there's only so many slots. So between the fifteen five and the 10 there's nine spots for the men that's it somebody good isn't gonna make it i wouldn't put tier on it right now but we need to see outdoors we definitely need to see some the beginning at least of outdoors so i just feel like maturity factor is a thing for olympic 5k and 10k teams i just don't feel like younger people really qualify that often in those events Whereas in the 1500, it's easier to see the, the young guns kind of fair. take away from the pros. That's my thoughts. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. I think that's a good point. And also, listen, we did this last time it was a global championship. It was in Austin and everybody went nuts. Right? At that meet. And how many of those people made the, now th there was a big break between that and when USA's happened, but a lot of those people we saw fell off. Grant Holloway notably did not. And that's what we choose to remember. But there were a lot of people who were running crazy times there who weren't able to replicate it. This, there's going to be a little bit of a quicker turnaround, which I think will help the college kids. Some people say, no, it will hurt them, but I think it will help college kids. Um, so that's, that's something different, but there is always, you know, some people, this, for some people, this will be the best meet they run all year. That's just the truth of it. Some people, the out NCAA Outdoor Championships will be the best meet they run out all year. And some of these college sure. kids, maybe some people who got second, third, or fourth today are going to pop off and run like crazy at the trials. And it will be a college kid on the team, but not the one that we expected. Remember, what was it, 2017? Will London finished higher at USA's than he did at NCAA's? <laughs> that yeah. stuff happens. That happens quite, quite a bit. Uh, expect the unexpected, I guess. Uh, Pat says Hawker could absolutely make the 1,500-meter team. I agree. Uh, and Connor calls 5K a long thinking man's race. Well said. Someone says they love Lincoln as a special guest. Um, you know, he's pretty good. He's okay. <laughs> he's okay. I love he's texting us. Let me. Is he watching the feed? I think he's yeah. watching. Yeah. Okay, so no, I don't think he's watching the feed. He did text us. Uh, thoughts on at thoughts of Adam Fogg's performance for Drake. Uh, I think he was spectacular. He took advantage of the fact that uh, he. I think he got in based on scratches, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, and took full advantage of it. So credit to him. Shout out to Drake Diner. Shout out to yeah. what's the pizza place? Fogg's. Wait, what's the pizza place there? <laughs> Is it called Fogg's? 
Is it called Fog's Pizza? Hold on. Did I just... Maybe his dad is the owner. Uh Uh-oh. Wait, Fog Pizza. Free pizza. Good morning. Because I use my... So I was there for USA's. I use my card and they hit you... Oh, it's Fong. It's Fong. Not Fog. Fong. Because I still get emails. I still get emails from the place. And I knew it started with an F. So uh, shout out. Shout out all them. Uh, Good pizza as well. Hold on. Travis is sending me stuff. USTFCCA uh, says... Oregon is the first program in meat history to sweep the 800 mile and 3,000 in the same year. Ducks added the DMR for good measure. That's from the USTFCCA. Uh, remember to like, subscribe, hit the bell on the notifications. And yeah, the big difference, the reason why that uh, stat is, is a first time is because a lot of times the dominant distance teams, they typically just sweep the mile 3K, 5K. But the fact that they were able to have a really good 800-meter runner, I mean, and he's probably not even training like an 800-meter runner. He's just a really good miler who can come down to the 800. You know, this was that's why that stat's unique is typically you don't really have a lot of – a lot of times 800-meter runners all gravitate to a more 800, 400-heavy school versus gravitating towards a mile 3K-heavy school. And in this case, the situation was that Charlie Hunter was just like that unicorn who could do well in the eight, even though he was training as a miler. Mm-hmm. Unicorn. So. People are using that term a lot now. It's interesting. The use of the, the phrase uh-huh. unicorn is not a unicorn. It's all. It's, it's no longer it's just a regular horse. No longer a unicorn. Just a regular horse. We just beat it to death. I don't know. Not the horse. That sounds really violent. That's not what I meant to say. Okay. Uh, also, we're going to be revealing who the cross-country watch party guests who replaced Lincoln? We're going to reveal that during the women's watch party tonight. So hopefully everybody is going to be able to come back for the women's events tonight because those should be pretty good too. We're going to have a similar setup. The team race is going to be way closer. Spoiler alert, yes. it's going to be tight. So Gordon's projections are going to be at a premium, and you can only get them here. <laughs> and we'll obviously have the instant analysis. A thing Mo might break the American record. Tony Terry could break. The collegiate record, can BYU continue their awesome meet in the distances? There's so much to watch for. Um, and we'll also reveal those special guests for Monday. Anyway, and I'll try to this name is weird. places that I like to eat in Des Moines. This is weird seeing Florida and A&M in the slow heat. And think about so many years, it was Florida's 4x4 versus A&M's 4x4. In that final, they can't quit each other. They can't leave each they, other. And now they're both in the in the second fastest heat instead of the fast heat. It's kind of wild. Yeah, this is big for Florida. They need to do as well as possible in this if they want to leapfrog Georgia from fourth to third. And I'm sure Coach Holloway is keeping a, a fast track, fast uh, paying attention very closely to that concept is like hey we need as many points as possible in this four by four i had them getting seventh Mm -hmm. so them winning this guarantees them potentially at worst fifth right Mm because there's four other teams in the next final if they all go faster than them so Mm -hmm. be interesting they're looking pretty good right now pulling away from a and m man uh i'm excited to outdoors we're gonna see the return of devin dixon and Edwin Kurgat, oh, a lot of the other 800-meter runners. It's going to be fun. I didn't even think about that. There's some people who have eligibility that you yeah. didn't realize. Devin Dixon is such a sleeper for the 800 team. 
because he's so good. Uh, run some all-time marks, got beat by Hopple, and we're like, oh, man, just can't get it together in the championship. And then you're like, no, 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 Bryce Hopple is amazing. He's really good. <laughs> he's going to get he's gonna get fourth in the world one day. Uh, he's going to be right on Brazier's shoulder. So now you kind of rethink uh, Dixon, and he's laying low yeah. right now, but he's got – obviously he's got insane 400-meter speed, and he could throw a wrench in that in that men's 800 for sure. This is shaping up to be a good one here. Oh, Arkansas coming back in it. Uh oh, Arkansas trying to go from third to first. What an anchor leg! Florida trying to pull all the way out to lane three. Arkansas all the way out to lane three. Oh, Oh! the lane three special. Is anybody else? Does anybody else watch the feed? I'm watching, man. You need to stop watching your feed. I'm on your feed. I'm not. My computer's closed. Okay. Okay. Computer's closed. Look. All right, computer's all right, closed. Right. It's been closed. I just do this every time. Does anybody else do this when they watch it? Ah! I don't have any other way to signify my emotion, so I just lean back in a chair. Luckily, this chair has a little bit of give to it, but no, we Florida still got it. Okay. Florida still has it. So this that's good news for Florida, right? They're at worst going to get fifth, right? So what's because Georgia and Florida are actually both tied with thirty points right now. So yeah, yeah. Basically, whoever wins between Florida and Georgia, um, that's going to be your third place team. Wait, and then A and T is fourth. So A and T need they need to win to get to thirty points. I mean, they didn't. Yeah, they need to win to get to thirty points. So, gotcha. but Florida and Georgia are likely to get points. So therefore, A and T is probably going to end up getting fifth. Because they need, unless Georgia, if Georgia drops the baton and AT wins, then AT will be top four. But it's pretty likely just going to be Florida, Georgia, okay, so in whatever order. Yeah, we we know the we know the podium teams. We just need to figure out the last pretty much. Two. Assuming Georgia doesn't okay. drop the baton. Okay, let's check yeah. in with the comments here, Gordon. Uh, Ty says Gordon needs to give Nico more of a chance. I agree. I agree. Remember, if Nico wins on Monday, there's one person who always believed in him, and it's the gentleman on the right side of your screen, not the left. Uh, we got another comment that says, Flowtrack Podcast, number one podcast in the world. I think that is correct. I haven't checked in the numbers today. Uh, who else we got? Oh, Brandon. He's hoping for a 30-minute Gordon segment on Mercy Chilangat during the women's section of the podcast. Yes, you should come back for that, yes. too. And the results and the results of mine and Gordon's virtual race that we're going to have in between these sections did chilangot didn't run the didn't run the 5k is she entered in the three this could be a developing story here i think maybe she anchored the dmr let me check is that right okay do they have a way to show who ran the race yeah here we go no she didn't known as results so it looks like so chilangot scratched indoors She's going all in on cross, baby. Oh. Okay, you'll have to wait till Monday then to hear Gordon. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that go all in on Mercy Chilanga. Yeah. Uh, Jason wants to know if Pre-Classic has a date. Yes, it is August 21st, Jason. Did you just know that date off the top of your head? No, I Googled it. 
I googled it. Okay. I want to help people out. They're weird. They're nice <laughs> enough to come in. They're nice enough to come into the chat. I knew it was after the Olympics. It's going to be strange, but they're nice enough to come into the chat. I want to answer all their questions. I mean, maybe someone else is going to do it in the chat, but uh, yeah, August uh, August twenty first at, at Hayward Field is what I'm seeing here. As we get the third section underway in the men's four by four, Gordon. Bowling leading off. Mm-hmm. Bold strategy. See if that works. I guess they have Elijah Goodwin. Do you think anchor? Do you think bowling? This is smart because they wanted Georgia. bowling to get the pole position to kind of make sure there's no scruffling. Anyway, what are you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say, do you think they watched Oregon's Cole Hawker, where they said, you know what, maybe rest is overrated. Let's put bowling. <laughs> let's have him run as soon as possible, and that happens to be the leadoff leg. What's he gonna so split here? Forty-four. Uh, 45 flat split? What is split? Man, four by four splits are are tough. When I was talking to Pete Julian, he brought up an interesting point about uh, putting 800 meter guys on four by four and why it's advantageous because they're used to running on the rail and 400 meter runners, you know, they do it in the four by four, obviously they get experience, but they're used to being out there in lanes. Oh, North Carolina A&T to the front. Yeah. So 45, 28. 45-28 45-28 was bowling's split. It's pretty good, man. 45-28? What, what would that have gotten at in the NCAA final? Because it's a standing start, right? Mm-hmm. He would have finished. Well, 45-28 would have would have been well, Ooh, um, non He would have got fourth in the 400-meter final if he ran that split. Yeah. 45-28 would have got fourth. Yeah, he's good. I don't know if that's news to you. <laughs> uh, so Kentucky in front. Tennessee's lurking. A and T. Georgia. This is pretty competitive. Is that Kentucky in front? I mean, yeah. Tennessee looking good. Moving up. They were in dead last. Now they're in third. Moving up to potentially second. Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean A and T going with Georgia seems to be out of it. Kentucky holding on for dear life. Dude, I remember some crazy four by fours and indoors where we see some fights go down. That's that's yes. been wild times. There's been some fights. Trevor Stewart with the stick for A and T on Tennessee the, in the lead. Here. Man, who is that? Oh, that's Jonathan Socorro. Yeah, Jonathan. I think he's European. Yep, he's European. He is from Belgium, I believe. And then is that Saint Hilaire on the carry for? Kentucky, yeah. and then Trevor Stewart moving into position. He's uh, moving up. We're going to have a close be... finish. Stewart Ooh, on the back, back stretch, stretch, making the pass. <laughs> Just gob- gobbling up the track. He's running. He's going to probably run faster here, here than he did. He's going to run faster here than he did in his open four. I'm telling you, man, the, the second race is better than the first. Look at St. Hilaire's last 50. 303. Remember in uh, 2018 when see, people had 259? That was crazy. <laughs> it was just wild. That was just wild. Okay, so A&T gets the dub. Um, Travis in the chat put a link to, I'm guessing, is this the link to the – oh, he's put he put it in the link the, to the fight that Gordon was talking about, I believe. But I don't – yep. Total chaos at indoor track championships. That's the Clemson FSU one involving uh, and a future NFLer uh, Antonio Cromartie. 
So if people haven't is seen that, that included? in the chat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you you've seen that video, right? Fenton can remember. tell you all about that one. Fenton, Fenton can relive that one for sure. Um, 44-6 on the anchor for, for Trevor Stewart. Mighty impressive. Okay. So are we wrapping it now and telling people to come back? And what time are we starting the next one? Uh, 5.45. 5.45 Central Time is when we'll start the next one, the Women's Watch Party. And you can find the link on social, also on the website. So final scores here, Gordon. Can we do the final scores? Yeah, those are the final scores. They're up. 79 for, 79 for Oregon, 56 for LSU, Georgia, 35. Florida 34, North Carolina A&T 30. MVP on the men's side, I got to give it to Javon Harrison. It's close, but I got to give it to Javon Harrison. Okay, hold up here. Does team record matter? Because when we talk about the MVP in basketball, a lot of times <laughs> who has the leading, who, who whose team is actually winning? So should it be Cole Hawker because Oregon's team won? No, I already said Javon Harrison because it's uh, yeah, a bunch of individuals. Javon Harrison led his team, team to a he led his team to a second place finish, whereas Cole Hawker led his team hey, to a win. He there's there, there's no ball here. He's not passing the ball. So we got. I'll, I'll give him number one, and I'll give Hawker number two. Race of the meets, man. I'm gonna go men's 800 with an honorable mention to the men's 200. The battle between bowling and Laird. What about you? Uh race of the meet. I would say is the 5K. Uh, I thought that was the most interesting one because Kip 2 is going out in world record pace. Uh, MVP, I would give to – you know what? I'm going to give it to – yeah, Hawker. Hawker's MVP. And most uh, most surprising result, like most like, damn, that's that's awesome, was I would have to say the Miami, Ohio cat, kid, McFinley. Mm -hmm. McLear, excuse me, said his name wrong. I think he – Getting second, he's just a sophomore. Go up against Hunter. Got to give him the most uh, most improved player, I guess, of the year. That's what I, that's that, that's okay. what I would give away. So, yeah, surprise, surprise of the meet. Elijah Goodwin, according to Travis, forty four twenty one on Georgia's four by four. There, on that anchor leg. So, Oregon with the win, as we mentioned. Cole Hawker, just a big hour. Can't much, get much better than that with his mile and then 3K victory. The Ducks are celebrating. So we'll be back at 545 to do the women's live watch party. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks to Alon for producing. We'll see you guys soon.